We are on Mem Gimel Amadez, 43b, nine lines to the bottom. Nehemia braid Rav Hanilai, Meshachti Shmata, the Napa Kutzlatchom. Nehemia braid Rav Hanilai was thinking and learning and was drawn out of the Tchom. He wandered out of the Tchom while he was lost in thought. Early Rechistor of Nachman, Nehemia Tamichash Revitar, Rechistor said to Nachman, Your student Nehemia is in trouble. Amar lo, asli mechitza shabnei adam v'kanes. So Rav Nachman said, make a mechitza of people and let him come back into the tchum. Yati Rav Nachman reyitzak achore de Rava. Yati Rava kamei de Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman Yitzhak was sitting behind Rava and Rava was sitting in front of Amar Rav Nachman reyitzak le Rava. Mai kamibai le de Rechista. What was Rechista's question? Why did he have to ask Rav Nachman? Why didn't he just Go do it himself. If you say he had sufficient people that were able to go outside of the Tchum, who had made an Eruv to go beyond the Tchum, and he had sufficient people to make a Mechitza. And his question was whether we hold like Rav Gamliel or not, that a Mechitza permits a person to wander through the entire machitza. So if they make a machitza around this person who's outside the tom, now he can walk anywhere within the machitza and he can come back into his tom. Was that his question? Or maybe he did not have enough people who could encircle the Talmud Chacham who walked out of the tom. didn't have enough people to encircle from the tom all the way around him but he had enough people to encircle him and bring him within two Amos, and then he could walk into the Tchor. And his question is, is the Halacha like Rabbi Eliezer, that even if you go outside the Tchor, you have sort of a grace area of two Amos, and the question is, can he come back? It must be that there were not enough people who could go beyond 2,000 Amos to encircle the person who, who had wandered out. Because if you would think that he did have, have enough people, what would be the question? Rav said, regarding a corral and a boat. That is, if you are enclosed, you may walk throughout the enclosure. And so if they had enough people to enclose the person who walked out of the tomb, he would certainly be able to walk throughout the enclosure and come back in. But his question must have been because he did not have enough people to encircle from the tomb all the way around him, but he had enough people to encircle him and bring him within two Amos, and then he could walk into the tomb. And he wanted to know, is Allah correct or not? Rather, for sure, he did not have enough people and he wanted to know if the halacha is like Rabbi Eliezer. Dekanami, and you can infer this to Kamerli Kanes, because he said the person can enter. Mayi Kanes, what does it mean he can enter? Mayla below Mechitza does not mean he can enter without a Mechitza. Rav Nachman told him, make a Mechitza of people and he can enter. What does it mean he can enter? It means he can enter because he has a grace area of two Amos. 
he had enough people to encircle him and bring him within two almost, and then he could walk into the throne. And his question was, do we hold like Rabbi Eliezer or not? Why couldn't he have been saying that you could go in because there are enough people to make it, to extend the Tchum for him? For two reasons. One, because Rav said Allah is like Rav Gamliel, so what would Rav Kista's question have been? And right. second, because Rav Nachman said, Yikanes, what's Yikanes? He'll go in. Obviously, if they're enclosing him from inside the Tchum all the way around, then he'll go in. What's added by the word Yikanes? So the word Yikanes means they will encircle him so that he will be within two Amos, and then Yikanes, he will go in the last two Amos himself. The wall of a sukkah falls down. One may not put a person or an animal or kalim there and may not stand up a bed to put a sheet over it because you're not allowed to make an ohalarai for the first time on Yom Tov, it goes without saying, on Shabbos. So, how can you make a machitza of people on Shabbos? He said, you're asking me a question from there, I'll tell you from here. Brysa says that a person may make his friend into a wall so that he can eat and drink and sleep and he can stand up to bed to put a sheet on it to provide shade for a dead body or for food. So, you see, you can do that on Yom Tov. Kasha na dadi, well, you have a kasha now, two brysas. Lo kasha ha Eliezer ha One is Rav Eliezer, the one cited by Rav Nachum Ritzak is Rav Eliezer, the one cited by Rava is the Ravanan, the Tznan, the Kaka Halon, to close up a window, Rabbi Eliezer, Eliezer says, if the shutter is tied and hanging off the ground, you may shutter the window. And if not, you may not. In either case, you may. Rabbi Eliezer holds that adding a temporary part to an existing ohel is prohibited. And the Chachamim holds that it's permitted. So the same thing, if you have a sukkah and you just need to add to it, uh, the Chachamim hold it would be permitted, and Rabbi Eliezer holds it would be prohibited. But wasn't it said that everyone agrees that you may not make an ohel arai, a temporary ohel for the first time on Yom Tov, and it goes without saying on Shabbos, they're only arguing about adding. Rabbi Eliezer says you may not add on Yom Tov, and it goes without saying on Shabbos. And Achamim say you may add on Shabbos, and it goes without saying on Yom Tov. Now the case of the sukkah is where the sukkah is not kosher. So if you would make the sukkah kosher, you're not adding to an ohel, you're making an ohel. And even the Chachamim agree you cannot make an Ohel on Yom Tov, and it goes without saying on Shabbos. Ella lo kasha. Ha Rather, it's not a kasha. One brisa is like Rabbi Yehuda, and one brisa is like Rabbi Meir. Titania, asa'ala beima, dofin the sukkah. If you make an animal 
a wall of a sukkah, Rabbi Meir posel, Rabbi Huda Machshir, Rabbi Meir says it's possible, and Rabbi Huda says it's kosher. Rabbi Meir de Kapasil Hatam, Alma Lomachitahi, Hachashari de Lav Midi Kavi. So Rabbi Meir, who says the sukkah's posel, allows you to put an animal in the breach in the sukkah because not doing anything. It doesn't make it kosher. Rabbi Huda de Kamachshir Hatam, Rabbi Huda, who says that the sukkah is kosher, if an animal is a wall of the sukkah, alma mechitzahi, it's a mechitzah hacha asar, so he prohibits putting it there on yamtav. We're presuming that the wall that fell down is an essential wall of the sukkah to be kosher? Yes. So where it says with tisra, you really think that the b'risa, which says that you're allowed to put an animal or a person or kalim in the breach, is Rabbi Meir. Amar d'shamallah l'Rabbi Meir be'imah. We only heard that Rabbi Meir said that using a behemoth makes a sukkah puzzle. Adam have we ever heard that Rabbi Meir says that putting a person or kalim in the breach doesn't make it kosher? The two, and furthermore, Rabbi Meir, Aliva Daman. Who does Rabbi Meir hold like? If he's holding like Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer prohibits even adding to an ohel. So, so what? If the animal doesn't make the sukkah kosher, you're still adding to the ohel. El aliva the rabbanan. He's holding like the rabbanan. Eimar the amri rabbanan losif lechosif lachachila mi amur. The rabbanan only permitted adding to a structure. Did they permit making an ohel in the first place? The rabbanan permitted putting up a window shutter, which is just adding to a wall. But did they permit putting up a wall in the first place? There's, even though this wall doesn't make a sukkah kosher, but it still is a wall that you're building. Both b'risas are the rabbanan. The kilima kilim kasha. And it's not a kasha. Why? In one place they say you may put kalim, and the other place they say you may not put kalim. One is talking about a third wall that makes a sukkah kosher. One is talking about a fourth wall, which is not necessary. The sukkah is already kosher. If there are only two walls, it's not called an ohel. And when you make a third wall, you're turning it into an ohel. And the Rabbanon agree that you may not do that on Yomtov. And that which says it's permitted is talking about where you are making a fourth wall. It already is a kosher sukkah, and you just want to make a fourth wall. That is permitted. Dekanami, and you can infer this from the Brisa. Diktani, because it says, Nafal Dufna, its wall fell down. What is its wall? The wall that makes it kosher, which is the third wall. We're asked, Ella Adam Adam Kasha, but you still have a Kasha person to person. One Brysa says you can make your friend into a wall. The other Brysa says you cannot make your friend into a wall. Standing up a bed as a fourth wall, there gives a reason why you might want to do it, like uh, to keep the shade off of a corpse or off of food, not to make the sukkah. But if you're putting a person there so you could eat or drink, obviously it means you're putting him there to make a sukkah. So both brises seem to be talking about, in the case of the person, where he's making the third wall. So it's a kasha. See where it says, Adam, Adam, Nami, Lokasha. That's also not a kasha. Kan ladat, kan shlodat. One is talking about where he knows that he's a wall, and that's asr. The other one is talking about where he doesn't know that he's a wall, and that's permitted. Where it says, But in the case of 
Rabbi Nehemiah Brader of Hanilai, where he wandered out of the Tchum, and they took people to encircle him, they knew what they were doing. Mara says, no, shalom They No, they didn't know. Rechista just told them, let's go for a walk. They didn't know why they were going for a walk. Rechista knew. Rechista wasn't part of the wall. He wasn't one of the people who made the wall. He just stood on the side and gave them instructions. Oh, why don't you stand there? That would look really nice. So just go stand there. Even Yeshiva Bakr need exercise in the 1920s or early 1930s, the Ger Rebbe, the Imre Emes, visited Eretz Yisrael. He actually visited Eretz Yisrael a number of times during the 1920s and 1930s. And he called on Rav Kook. He was very, very friendly with Rav Kook. And he said to Rav Kook, I heard that you encouraged Yeshiva Bacharim to exercise. Says, What's that about? So Rav Kook said, it's explicit, more So the Ger Rebbe said, we don't learn that either. There were members of a wedding party, according to Rabbeinu Hananel, who brought water from Rishus Arabim to Rishus Ayachid, using a machitza of people. Nagdinu Shmuel, Shmuel gave him makos. Amar, he said, permitted it when the people did not know that they were machitza. Did they permit it when people did know they were machitza? Hanahu Zikei, Davi Shadyan Beristika de Machosa. There were flasks which belonged to Rava, which were in the public street of Machosa. When Rava was coming back from giving his shear, and he was surrounded by people who followed him home, Salim and Nialei, his attendant, picked him up because he was surrounded by people. The Another Shabbos, the attendant wanted to pick him up. And Rava prohibited it. Because that's like the people knew. And it's Asur because they see it being done twice. They're going to catch on. Levi had hay brought in for him in this manner. Zairi Aspasta and Zairi had also hay brought in in this manner. Of Shimirachia Maya and Shimirachia had water brought in in this manner. Mishnah. If someone went out with permission, for example, for Edus HaChodesh, or to save someone from a marauding army, or to deliver a baby, and he was told, you're too late, the salvation has already come from elsewhere. He has 2,000 Amos in every direction from the place where he got the news. And if he's still within his tomb, then it's as if he never left. The Gemara will explain that. Anyone who goes out to save may return to their place. Gemara will explain that also. Gemara, what does it mean if he was inside the tomb? It's as if he never left. That if he was still within his tomb, it's as if he never left his house. He can go back to his house, and he can have 2,000 almost in each direction from his house. And we don't say that from the place where he got the news that he's no longer needed, that he acquires Shvisa there, and he has 2,000 almost in that direction. So the Gemara says, Shita, that's obvious. Gemara answers, No, I might think that since he left his house with the intention of leaving his home, it's as if he uprooted his tomb to a new place, 
So Kamashim one teaching us that he did not. He has two thousand amos from his house. said, "This is what the Brisa said." with his tchum, like a Venn diagram, it's as if he never left his tchum. In other words, maybe he did leave his tchum, and the Chachamim gave him 2,000 amos. If that overlaps with his original tchum, he can go home. What are they arguing about? One says that overlapping tchumim is a thing, and one says it's not a thing. When I complained to my children about this new expression of it being a thing, they told me it's actually not new, it's in the Gemara. It says, Lav Milsahi, it's not a thing. Or Milsahi, it is a thing. So Rava was the one who said that it was talking about where he never left his tchum. So Abai said to him, you don't hold that overlapping tchumim count, that they're a thing? If a if a person began Shabbos in a cave in the ground, there's a picture in Rashi. The cave is trapezoidal, so that the bottom of the cave is four thousand amos, but the opening of the cave is narrower. There are two exits from the cave, less than 4,000 amos apart. So he gets 2,000 amos from the western exit to the west and 2,000 amos from the eastern exit to the east. And he, so he has overlapping tchumen. Because if he, whichever one he wants to go out of, he can go 2,000 amos to that side and the tchumen overlap. From the western exit, he has 2,000 amos to the west plus 2,000 amos to the east, and from the eastern exit, he has 2,000 amos to the west, to the east, and 2,000 amos to the west, and those overlap. So, loading samalech et kulav does he not have the entire inside plus 2,000 amos from each exit? So, Rava said, don't you distinguish between a case where he was between machitzos when Shabbos started that is the case of the cave, versus a situation where he was not between Mechitzos when Shabbos started, that is where he left his tchum to go to the rescue or to deliver a baby or something like that. He left the tchum. In the latter case, we don't say they're overlapping tchumim. If he started out in a machitza that has multiple tchumim emanating from it, like the case of this cave, that would be different. So Abayi says, and you're saying that where he did not spend Shabbos, the beginning of Shabbos within the Mechitzos, he doesn't have overlapping Tchumim, but it's not. We learned in Mishnah Rabbi Eliezer, Mer Kanes, if he goes two almost out, he may re-enter. Gimeloi Kanes, if he goes three almost out, he may not re-enter. Now, where does this two almost come from? My love, Rabbi Eliezer, Tamei, Damar, Bhuben Sa'an. Is this not according to Rabbi Eliezer, who holds that when the Chachamim said a person outside the Tchum has four Amos, he meant two, they meant two Amos in each direction with the person in the middle. So the four Amos that the Chachamim gave him are as if they are absorbed into the Tchum. And Rabbi Lezer says you may re-enter. You see that overlapping Tchum counts. So Amar Rabba Bar Barchana, 
Abayis. So Rava Barachana, or another Girsa is Rava Barachanin, which would make more sense historically, said to Abaye, you need Rabbi Eliezer, come out you're asking Akasha from Rabbi Eliezer, Lamar to Rava, Amalei in, to Shmir, Lemine, Damar, Adkan Lopligi, Ravanan, Leder, Eliezer, Elo, Devar, Rashut, Vavad, Varmisam, Lodulei, said, yes, I am, because I heard from Rava that Chachamim do not argue with Rabbi Eliezer, except if he went out voluntarily. But if he went out for a mitzvah, they agree with him that if he only went out to Amos, he may return. So you see that even the Chachamim agree there is such a thing as overlapping Chumim.